0: Welcome to the Quantum Leopard podcast. Uh, quantum Leopard is a multi-award winning, pay what you like, no punching down, no picking on the audience, gender balance booking, central London Saturday night, of lovely comedy and this is its podcast. Every episode we'll have a recording of a real live set from one of our nights and an interview with the comedy brain behind it. Uh, we have uh, videos of full shows up on patreon.com forward slash quantum leopard and that's going to have loads of sets that aren't in the podcast as well. Uh, we only charge when new live show videos come out. I'm your host and MC James Ross and this is Quantum Quantum Leopard. this episode we have the wonderful tom tuck uh, this set was recorded on the 13th of may 2023 by anna rud oja at theater delhi uh, and the interview took place on the 25th of june 2023 uh, this one is the last in this uh, sequence of sort of tip-top opening acts um, tom does a sterling job here at a gig which clashed directly with eurovision an event that could not possibly have been foreseen um content warnings on this set for i mean genitals i suppose it is quite a genital heavy set um if that phrase itself is not too much of an image anyway uh, enjoy <laughs>
1: I'm quite, I'm quite upset, actually, James, <laughs> that you haven't provided me with a pole, <laughs> because I can actually pole dance. <laughs> um, well, um, hold this. <laughs> Just to prove how bendy I am. <laughs> now i'll do some comedy (laughs) i've been watching a lot of youtube recently um i I don't know whether it's glommed on from the end of the pandemic but youtube is sort of my go-to watching i don't know if do you feel the same like you can choose sort of how long it go yeah i've been watching a lot of um cooking shows on youtube I watch far more cooking shows on YouTube than I cook.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and now, because I watch a lot of them, Al Gore just recommends me other ones.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, usually the ones I watch, like. They're Americans. It's like a, a guy in his kitchen. He goes, oh yeah, I'm gonna show you how to make a cacio a pepe. Because he thinks he's still Italian.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then he gets his child down. And we'll find out how many Daniels out of 10 it gets. I like it. It's good, it's good stuff. Nice stuff. Good cooking tips. But I can't recommend. Angor <laughs> sent me this video, <laughs> and it's nothing like all the other ones I watch. It's still cooking.
2: <laughs> she's definitely
1: still cooking i think she's polish i don't know because you don't see her face you see her hands (laughs) kneading and rolling wiggling stuff You never see her face. Don't find anything about her. She's got a wedding ring on.
2: You
1: <laughs> never see him He might be dead.
2: <laughs>
1: Need. And the thing is, all of the titles of the video They're exactly the same kind of clickbait titles that every video fucking has. Nobody cooks beef like this. (laughs) (laughs) Exclamation mark. They shouldn't. (laughs) It looks fucking horrible. (laughs) She just got this side of beef and stabbed it five times and put, like, inserted carrots into it and then boiled it. Uh, nobody cooks beef like this, good job. <laughs> Maybe she's killed her husband.
2: <laughs>
1: you only see the kitchen and it's, it's, it's a long shot, it's a long shot, really Soviet looking kitchen. <laughs> Advert. Because I don't pay for YouTube premium. Who the fuck does that? <laughs> advert pops up and it's an advert for Uber. I don't, know, um, uh, I don't know what Al Gore is thinking really because what about me watching loads of cooking videos on YouTube makes the, him. Think I'm gonna go anywhere.
2: <laughs>
1: uh, I don't know if you've seen this Uber advert. As um, someone in the front driving, you, you know, what driving looks like. <laughs> I didn't need to show you that. <laughs> and there's someone in the back. No one's talking. Classic Uber. And there's a voiceover, and I think it's because. It's, a, it's like supposed to be an advert for like multiple target audiences. They can just do the voiceover in different languages. But the voiceover goes. They done into the scarf, but you can hear it. You can, <laughs> you can really hear it. Um, one of these people. <laughs>
2: <laughs> one
1: of these people has paid health care. Okay. And the other one's in the back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck you, too.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Sorry, I didn't...
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Does she have a green sticker? <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Welcome. Hi. Are you all right? EY. All right. Good. Um... There isn't a really big punchline for that bit, so I'll just stop it. Um, <laughs> um oh, this is interesting actually. This mirror. Um, it's, sometimes you do a gig and there's a mirror at the back and you're like, oh god, I'm looking at myself. Oh now I'm look Jesus Christ. <laughs> I presume. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> well it was the second coming <laughs> I, I found out something about myself um, I'm an owner operator of a penis what I like to say uh, uh, man man um, I just realised there was a camera. <laughs> thought I'd pointed it. Um, do you own and operate a penis? Yeah, wicked. Um, so I, I, I was at my godmother's. I don't know if you've ever been there. Um, anyway, uh, there's, you know, I needed. Ether- I'll sort of, like, map it out for you. There's a door. There's a bath there. Pretty classic bathroom stuff. (laughs) And you sort of, you, you pass along the bath. And there's a loo there. And there's a sink next to the loo. So I got my old wang out. Do we I'm a standy wee guy. Standy wee guy? Yeah, standy wee guy. Standy wee? Standy wee guy. I'm gonna do a standy wee. And on the other side was a full length mirror. <laughs> next to the toilet who is that for? <laughs> now really who is that for? oh I'll still uh, do a little poo and then have a flea bag <laughs> I don't know why anyone would install a full length mirror next to to a toilet. That's not when you look your best. <laughs> it's, it's not when you want to be reflected. <laughs> so I got me old wang out. Just, oh. There he is. <laughs> There's me. Doing away. Now. Owner operator of a penis. Can I ask your name? Martin, Martin, what angle <laughs> do you think your wee comes out of your willy? <laughs> Straight out, Straight out. <laughs> nought degrees,
2: <laughs>
1: zero degrees. I, I was, I, I was in, I was in that camp.
2: That's what I thought.
1: <laughs> Obviously, once it comes out, gravity. I don't want to brag but I've got a pretty straight cock
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so I was m- even more sure that that wing was gonna come out naught degrees
2: it... I
1: don't know if I'm weird it come out up <laughs> well depending which way you're looking at the circle about like 14 degrees up (laughs) i'm really sorry if anyone here has a house (laughs) in which i've pissed (laughs) and assumed that i was a straight shooter because (laughs) no 14 degrees Um, Right, um, I'll do the last bit, last bit. You're you're delightful. Um, um, I used to go out with this girl, I know. Um, um, She used to read all of the women's magazines. You know the women's magazines? Yeah.
0: They're, They're like
1: magazines, but for women. Anyway, she used to read all of them. So I, I, I read them all because they were there. Um, and then I learnt something um, about women. Magazines. And uh, by extension, women. Because there's one thing in common with every single issue of every single woman's magazine. Do you know what it is? Have a guess. Oh, go on. Have a guess. Cooking? No, 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 no. A a lot of them say, "Don't even eat." (laughs) Now, every single issue of every single woman's magazine says, "Sex tips." Sex tips. Every single issue, every single woman's magazine has some sex tips. You'd think that some of the women would be good at it by now. <laughs> but no, up to mug it. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> one particular issue of one particular woman's magazine, and I will defend Mary Claire to, to, to my death, <laughs> one particular issue of one particular woman's magazine Had some sex tips and uh, they were all about food. Yeah. Like, why don't you put a chocolate on you and do a sex?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) Who does their laundry that often? (laughs) Anyway, so we skipped that. (laughs) We, we We went to the next one. Which is, why don't you freeze some fruit for sex? Do you know why you do that? Have a guess. Why don't you freeze some fruit for sex? It doesn't melt, but it does doesn't, doesn't get warmer. It's for the oral sex pop some frozen fruit in your mouth and you do the oral sex and hot cold. Hot cold. That is nice.
2: Do you know what the
1: best fruit fruit is? What? Have a guess. <laughs> we? Have we
2: seen a
1: video of
2: grapefruit? <laughs> a fucking grapefruit
1: You freeze a grapefruit. Oh, well let me at your bits! No, and someone back here says strawberry, not the best, not a bad answer, much better than grapefruit. Any advance on grapefruit or strawberry? Blueberries? Blueberry? Blueberry's not a bad guess, best so far. The correct answer is grape. They freeze well. And they're smooth, aren't they? (laughs) There's no
2: corners
1: (laughs) on a grape. And corners are the enemy of
2: genitals.
1: (laughs) I knew a man who was airlifted to Singapore because of a corner. (laughs) Ran right into it. Anyway, I had a frozen grape in my mouth and I was doing the oral sex. Have you ever played Hungry Hungry Hippos? Because it just took it. (laughs) It just went, well, that's my grape now. Nom nom nom. Nom 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 nom. And in the game, there's a tray, isn't there, where it comes out. There's no tray on ladies. That should be sex tip one. Don't expect a tray. (laughs) And there followed quite an awkward amount of fishing. What? You can't leave it up there, can you? You don't want wine in a bit. And that's definitely a joke about fermentation. And I believe that's my time. You've been absolutely delightful.
0: Tuck, thank you for an amazing set that was loads of fun um so with this one um, so you mentioned um pole dancing at the beginning so um if anybody who's listening to this wants to see tom actually do the splits which is enormously impressive because i'm not sure i've even got trousers that flexible let alone legs um the, the video is of course available at patreon.com forward slash quantum leopard uh, rate starts at one pound a show and we only charge when a new live show video comes out so um yes so uh tom um basically like why why are you so bendy like in the nicest possible way what's wrong with you
1: yeah, I've got, I've got weird hips, I think. Yeah. Um, I, f- I first figured it out, I think, when my aunt stopped, took up yoga in the early 90s and uh, showed me the lotus position. And, <laughs> and it ter- turned out I could do it without using my hands. And then apparently that was weird. And then it's all flowed from there.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, like, um, I mean, you mentioned pole in the starting section. I think I already know the answer to this question. But I mean, how did you get into pole? Is that something that you're continuing to do?
1: Um, I, I think I will be because I'm working with Chan doxy yeah. as I do on Acms um for my birthday last year she got me a one-on-one pole dancing lesson
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and I, I really enjoyed it I really because yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't doing it for any purpose other than like oh' see if I can achieve these moves see if I can because yeah. I'm I, you know I just come off the back of doing a a tour a, a theater tour in which I did a lot of dancing and a lot of physical. Yeah. Stuff so I was in I was in relatively good shape for me, um, and I was like, oh yeah, great! I'll 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 see if I can um, get my newfound patience with choreography <laughs> 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 and put it put it to work. And then about a year later, Sam um, did a one-off mix pole dancing and comedy show yeah. in which two acts had to do a set um, of professedly their worst material. And yeah. then win back the audience with pole dancing, <laughs> and so we, we we hatched this up together as an idea, yeah. um, and uh, we called it Live at the Apollo.
0: <laughs> I enjoyed that a great deal. That's fine. Which I, I, I think will happen dubioses. again. So yeah. I- yeah.
1: But um I don't know. I don't know I don't know how integrated it's going to be into my performance life. <laughs> yeah,
0: fair play. Yeah, I um, I was at that show, it was a lot of fun. Um I um, I took a bit of poll as well myself after um Shan headlined uh, QL um we can't really interview her about it because it's quite visual so it it wouldn't really work for the podcast but um anybody who's on the patreon can definitely check that out and it's what I doing. Cause it's a brilliant set um yeah I found that I really enjoyed so I've kind of like I've taken up some more sort of pole classes after doing the sort of taster session with Sean I just found it's been really nice to do something that is performance based and physical that I'm don't that I don't have to incorporate into I'm not developing it so that I can make it comedic like it is just yeah really, I mean which is quite nice.
1: With my sketch group, the painting dreadfuls, with Mm. the first thing we ever did before we'd written a sketch is we're like we um, did a stage combat course. Nice. We were like, let's just together learn a skill, and if if we use it, we use it. If not, we're just thinking, you know, we're just sort of. It's going to be a benefit on in the long run. Yeah. For sure, maybe not for whatever we write next.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I mean, going back to the set itself. So I mean, like you've kind of um uh it, it, you know the the splits is a really nice entry point to the set. You get the um like basically the applause break, um and you're kind of like picking up on stuff that the MC has said or referenced, and you build on that before getting into like the capital S set. Mm. So um when I kind of like think about um you know the 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 Tom Tuck stage persona, the, the what is the Tom Tuck method? Who is yeah. Tom Tuck? Um, I kind of, I would sort of probably summarise you as sort of um, with Nail and I, but with a sort of a, a Stuart Lee type sort of pacing and intonation. Like, is that accurate, fair? Is that is that conscious?
1: Um, certainly not conscious. Mm. Um, I've deliberately slowed down. Yes. Um, s- uh, since I first started. Uh, partly to give myself somewhere to go. Yeah. And I don't think I can escape the Stuart Lee influence. You know, there's a there's lot yeah. of comedians my age who can't. Um, uh, but but also the the influence um, subject matter wise, mm. like he can talk about anything as long as he structures it right.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: And you're like, well, that's yeah, I can do what I want as long as I structure it right. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember uh, I was doing um, some kids gigs in Ipswich with Stuart Goldsmith. And they were... It was a bad idea. I hope they still don't run them like this. Uh, <laughs> kids up to 12 and then 13 to 18-year-olds.
0: Mm, that's quite a
1: wide range, isn't it? Yeah, but, no, but especially 13 to 18-year-olds. What do 13-year-olds and 18-year-olds have in common? Mm. Anyway killed with the children died on my hole <laughs> <laughs> with the mixed bag thing and um, on, on on the way back um we were chatting about like this, this is a long time ago yeah, yeah, yeah. um because b- this is before um Steve was married with children right okay yeah um and so we were talking about how we neither of us we think we know our personas nailed down like how, how do we communicate it to an audience? And he went to me, well, yours is easy. I went, what? You're a drunk professor.
2: Mm, 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 I'm like,
1: mm. okay, that makes a lot of sense. And it's pretty much what you said.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then I, 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 and he was saying about himself. And I was like, well, yours is easy. You're a dad without kids. And he, <laughs> he, he just looked so sad. <laughs>
0: But he's, he's fulfilled that now, hasn't he? Like, he does, i uh, quite Man, impressed so and, with that. Like, it I know, I know. Yeah, that is that is all we are at a certain point. It's like, <laughs> we expel the seed, it lands where it may, and then um, that's uh, all, all... And that's the rest your of our Sunday's fucked. Yeah, basically, yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, distressing. Um, yes, yeah, so, I mean, like, in terms of pacing, so you're talking about, like, having slowed down quite consciously. Um, I mean, I know that's certainly a thing of, like, uh, certainly a tip that I always like give to um, newer comedians starting out is that you are going at like about twice the speed that you think that you're going
1: at. Yeah, I mean, I, I teach sometimes, and one thing you also often find with newer comedians is they think they need to fill feel, feel every silence, mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. that is 100% correct. If there is noise coming from the audience when you are silent, yeah, then you need to be in more control. Yes. If it is silence, they are waiting. Yeah. <laughs> and you are currently in control yes so um and I'm watching back the the video of that and you know i think i was a a little bit stumbly because i'm a spoiler alert i had been at a birthday party beforehand um but uh, like um and they're new bits so so they're not they're not in their muscle memory so i was stretching stretching for words you can see you can see that i'm stretching for the 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 definitions like particularly there was there was a bit i should have said parabola Um. oh is
0: that in the um section yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah i mean it's 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 a good word and it works right Mm -hmm. there and i've said it before in the three or four times i've done that bit and it's brilliant i mean it doesn't sound it now it's just the word parabola but (laughs) in, in context like I think, a race. Stuart um, Lee Stuart Lee thing to say. <laughs> the, the word and <laughs> now isn't any good but
0: it, it will be it will be like it's not clear on the audio but you do respond to a couple of latecomers uh, coming in with lines about the second coming etc cetera, etc cetera. Um, so like, I know that you've got a bit of a, a background um, in improv is this something that you would is that the kind of starting point you would recommend to newer acts starting out or is it something that you kind of disavow now that you're a sort of fully fledged stand-up like how good a foundation is it and is it something is it a recommendation that you would maintain
1: i would um for most comedians i think having some sort of improv even if it's just doing a couple of classes and getting it or doing an improv gig where you, you, you literally can't do material it's a like a, a format gig yeah um, like, this is your trial, which I do a lot, you, you know, or one of those sorts of things.
0: Tell us a bit about this is your trial, because I think that might be new information to a lot of people who are listening to this.
1: Uh, well, so the, the setup usually is um, an audience come in and they write down on bits of paper. Um, accusations against other members of the audience, usually people they've arrived with. Yeah, <laughs> but, but not, not necessarily. <laughs> they, they can charge someone with having an offensive shirt if they want. <laughs> and they but they charge people with crimes that don't have to be real crimes but just cr- things that they want justice for yeah and then there's one comedian who will defend them defend the person one comedian who will prosecute the case mm-hmm. and one comedian being the judge mm-hmm. and so obviously you can't do any bits there but yeah. you know you know trust yourself as a comedian it like means being in the moment being means being able to be in the moment and doing enough things that are improvised. You know during during your time it uh, keeps you sharp on those fronts yeah yeah
0: yeah very sensible whether yeah.
1: whether, it, whether it's mc you know even MCing.
0: i mean improv i mean i find that like my improv background is absolutely what i lean on when i'm MCing. like i've got the material of like these are the points that i want to make and these are some of the bits that i want to get out but like linking those bits together is absolutely something that uh i think improv is uh, indispensable for um
1: hmm. I mean, because I I essentially started in improv. Yeah. Um, And then when we, the four of us, and then eventually three of us who were the Penny Dreadfuls, we we finished university and went, we've done four years of improv together. Maybe we should write something down.
0: (laughs) I mean, improv is essentially, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And that was the genesis of that and the genesis of uh, Penny Dreadfuls as a sketch group.
1: Pretty much you with know, like, well, we're all we're all leaving. We all think we want to be in comedy. Yeah. We uh, we, we clearly have a, you know a working relationship that's, that's good for something. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's figure out the rest of it, and then um, we came up with a Victorian, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a really nice like style to kind of like put it in because it's got a hook for people who are like not necessarily excited by sketch.
1: Well, I it, you know, it it's just got a. Got a hook.
0: Got a hook. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. At all, Mm. which and a fair few sketch groups just don't. Yeah. Um, and unless you've seen them, and you go, oh yeah, they're like that. But like, how do you how do you put that on a flyer? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. You want something that's going to cross the boundary. Like, if you've got a Victorian uh, themed sketch group, uh, then you're going to pull in you know people who like sketch in general, but also people who are like that is interesting and that's enough of a cross. Also, we
1: were able to turn up for guest spots. Looking sharp as hell. Yeah, that is that is quite important. <laughs> yeah, like it, it. I mean, and you, you yourself, you know, you have a very specific stage look. Yeah, and you know, I can't remember who it was who 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 was who said um, that. Um, every mega successful comedian, you'd be able to recognise their silhouette. Hmm.
0: Yeah, that's fair. I think you need. Quite quite a high resolution silhouette, uh high contrast silhouette in a lot of cases. Like it it
1: it it's not gonna be hundred percent true, but it sort yeah, of yeah, makes yeah, a I point that you visually you need to be something different from literally everybody else.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, Whether it's
1: Milton be, Jones or Exactly Yeah, I mean, or Harry Hill, yeah or the... or Joe Brandt, you know, like Yeah
2: <laughs> the,
1: the the long the long smocks that Joe Brand always used to work wear doing stand up like well, that's just, yeah, I know who that is, 100%. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I mean,
0: it's visually distinctive and memorable in a way that your material might not necessarily be, right? I think a lot of stand-up is, like, persuading the audience to get on board with the version of yourself that you are playing. And if you can kind of, like, prime the pump with that visually and give you, them some visual cues as to, yeah, you might like this version of a person that's in front of you. Do you want to get on board? Um,
1: yeah, and I mean, be really in, the vi- in the video, I'm not, I'm not doing that. I, I'm just wearing what I was wearing at the birthday party, <laughs> but usually, <laughs> I, usually I, I feel that usually...
0: that is still visually distinctive enough that people are going to be able to like latch onto I'm, I'm, a bit of Tom Luck I, mean, I
1: mean, I mean, it is a denim Winnie the Pooh waistcoat.
0: Yeah, you see what I mean? Like that's uh, you know, who are you wearing? I'm wearing Winnie this evening. Like that is quite a quite a Tom type way of approaching
1: it, right? Yes. Um, uh, you, usually, I, I will try and wear a jacket. Yes, and and quite a smart one. Yes, even if it's bloody hot. Yeah, Um, I I remember abandoning a jacket halfway through a gig in Copenhagen because it was on a boat in thirty-four degree heat, and that boat was painted black.
0: What?
1: (laughs) And I just, I just like. I'm sorry, guys. I can't keep this up. (laughs) It's got to go.
0: It's too hot for me to maintain this persona. Yeah. I need to maintain a, a physically cooler persona. Um, so, I mean, with the with the Lou mirror bit, I mean, mm-hmm. again, you approach this in a very Tom Tuck style, kind of branching off from that bit. So you, you over-explain quite a basic thing in a very surreal way, lots of bridging jokes. Um, I really like the nice sort of inclusive nod uh, with um, opening it as, uh, you know, the owner-operator of a penis. I think that's a nice way of, like, playing with the language that also, like, brawns it out of, like, yes, well- I'm addressing...
1: It's it's a a phrase I came up with a while ago for a bit that didn't go anywhere. So it's always, it's just sort of rotating around my head. And with the, you know, common conversation regardless, um, there is a conversation about um, identity and pronouns and what people calls oneself and what one calls others. So it's still, it's still an apt phrase. Maybe, maybe I'll just use it here. Yeah, yeah. And um, and because it's it, it doesn't have any connotations really on because I've made it up, <laughs> <laughs> like no one can get offended about it really.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean there's, no, also, there's no
1: factual inaccuracies.
0: Exactly, I mean, and it, there's no connotations. Exactly what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it covers it covers all of the people that like that the necessary thing for you to have a first person perspective on this anecdote <laughs> is exactly what I am describing, right? And the overlap with the Vendigo, in the Venn diagram of that with men is almost but not quite total right and I th- I was just a, a nice nice way of doing that and I, th- I think it's also a nice way of like um when people are sort of like oh well you know you've gotta like being blah 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 woke and inclusive etc is uh you know death to comedy blah 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 I and mean, firstly I have no patience for those people getting the bin but I think this is a really nice way of demonstrating actually this is the opposite of that and this is kind of presented an opportunity that you've then embraced f- to be both inclusive and funny with it which I
1: I particularly liked. Well, um, I mean, it, it's, yeah. it's, it's it's such a nonsense to say that anything is the death of comedy. Like, mm. OK, so where are audiences now? OK, do you understand where they are now? Well, then yeah. what do you need to say now? Yeah. Like, like, how is that different from anything ever, like, in yeah. comedy? Like, do they understand what you're talking about when you talk about uh, geology? No? Yeah. Then you only need to give them some framework. Yeah. It's, it's just like... God, it's 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 so infuriating.
0: So I mean, like while you were doing the the Lou bit, like again, it's uh, something you can't really hear on the tape. But you kind of like you go up and down the central aisle a bit, and you're kind of like you know pontificating. You're, you're not doing too much that is like directly in the face of people a few rows back and things like that. But I mean, what are the advantages to you as a comedian of you know breaking the fourth wall like that and entering the audience's space?
1: Well, um, I, I think it if you if you if you're not pre-planned what you're going to do, yeah. Um, and you've never seen the space before, Mm. and it's new material, I think, I mean, and this, actually, this this can go go across all stand-up, is attacking it anew Mm -hmm, each mm -hmm. each time, Um, and I've only done that bit like four or five times, and I always walk up and down to describe what the, the bathroom, yeah, but I've never had an aisle that was on the same level with the stage before, right? So okay. I've never I've never had the, the like the opportunity without thinking about it. So yeah, yeah. without thinking about it, I just started walking because because that's the best way performatively to do it. Yeah. Um. Because presentationally, you'd rather always be facing an audience than do it than do it, than do it sideways or backwards. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, and I'm just I think being being in the being in the moment in a in an almost clown sense. Mm. Um, when you when you're figuring out new material can help you. And so yeah, I literally the, the the bathroom did have a corridor next to the bath, about as wide as the. So it made one hundred percent in the moment without having made a decision to do it beforehand. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, so kind of moving on to the the women's magazines bit. So mm-hmm. I thought it was a really nice um, fun bit there. So I, I thought this was interesting because like um, you're approaching the topic that is largely the experience of cis women as a cis man. But like the 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 industry of women's magazines is obviously like ripe with absurdity, hypocrisy, contradiction so on and so forth um and it is also something I, I feel that holds its audience in like a, a quite a serious degree of contempt and that's part of the business model so I, I feel that like the nature of that industry gives you a bit more of a license to be sort of playfully arrogant within that uh within that topic so i mean is there anything that you did when you were writing this bit sort of head off a, a perception of misogyny or
1: um well i mean the i mean it's 100 true for a start yeah that does uh, um, and so i had the, the you know the moment at the end mm-hmm. and the, the 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 fact of the magazines i was like well you know there's there's a clear line this is why this happened this is what happened how do i talk about it mm-hmm. um, i don't i don't i know why I read all of the magazines, but I, read, I would read all of the, the women's magazines. Yeah. And then I think generated a disdain for them in in in, in general. Um, and I think it, it's playing on the shared assumptions of the audience. And there are some gigs where people don't laugh at the bits. I think, oh, well, that was clearly the most ironic thing I've ever said. And then I would literally have to go, can I put the irony back in?
0: <laughs> so or, what, what are the bits within that that fall flat with particular
1: crowds like and um up to muggins yeah okay and
0: oh, that's a lovely oh, that's a really nice touch i can see why that would potentially go down badly with some audiences but like it's a very nice overextension of the logic of here are some sex tips here are some more sex tips here are sex tips again sex tips again sex tips again it's like how much advice do you need
1: Right. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a relatively sort of natural comic yeah. prem, premise, and then oh, but they aren't. So, ooh. I mean, I did. Hit, I hit myself on the microphone, which may have helped. Uh, hit myself on the head with the microphone, which may have helped in the yeah, in, yeah, in yeah. this particular. Oh, mm, <laughs> I'm being a knobhead, obviously. But maybe I just need to make a face every time I do that. Uh, to em- emphasise the ludicrousness of what I'm saying.
0: I, I mean, I think um, I think it's uh, always it's never a good idea to underestimate the importance of a funny face, right? If you're communicating a similar Oh my god! Way, when I,
1: when like... I was when I was adapting my first radio, um, Edinburgh show for radio, yeah, I was distressed at how many of the punchlines were my face. <laughs> But luckily I was having to cut it down from fifty five minutes to twenty eight. So there we you go, know. Right. those yeah. are the ones that went.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get rid of a, a solid twenty seven minutes of face. So um yeah. Um, within this bit, user, the, there's the phrase corners are the enemy of genitals, which I, I love. And that's a really enjoyable comedic phrase. Um, I want to know a little bit. Uh, so the story behind that, I mean, like, um, why was your friend airlifted to Singapore because of a corner? And I think critically, I'd also like to know from a comedic point of view, why isn't that story in this set? Is it a set length thing? Is it because it's funny when it's alluded to and the actual reality of it is not? But the actual
1: fair? reality is, is horrifying. Yes. OK. Um, oh, well, it's, was...
0: it's grim rather than. OK, go on. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. He, um, uh, he ran into a, a, like, a quite a rounded corner, to be fair. Mm, mm, mm.
0: To,
1: to be fair to the corner. Um, this is, this is, I was about to say, this is corner apologism, I think. This is... Uh, <laughs> 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 um, this is and a shout out to Sherry al if you're listening. <laughs> um, uh, but yes, he managed to get his testicles twisted. And there wasn't a specialist surgeon in Bangladesh where we were living. Right. And... Um, um, so, yeah, the, the nearest specialist surgeon was in Singapore. Yeah. And it was a, yeah, a charter flight. Wow.
0: That is um, that's somebody who puts a, a high financial value on their testicles. I mean...
1: Well, to be fair, I think his parents did.
0: Oh, okay, fair enough. All right. Well, it's nice we, to...
1: we, we, we were 14. Nope. Oh, yeah. okay. All right. Fair enough.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right. I th- yeah. Changing the age of the victim in the story, I think... That does shift the context, doesn't it, a little bit? I yeah, think.
1: yeah, I, 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 yeah. I, I I literally have never considered what what age people would have thought he was.
0: <laughs> so yeah, I mean, to, to me, I mean, like the... I
1: I just think it's a funny line because it's yes, true. Yes, it, I, I absolutely agree.
0: I mean, like to me, I mean, as a as an audience. Uh, within that, um, I it sounds to me like you're kind of alluding to a sort of a a twenty something uh, partying misadventure or something like that, right? Like it's a it's a it's a party accident associated with high living, rather than a horrible accident happening to a fourteen year old boy who's got his whole testicular life ahead of him.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, it it was horseplay in the library.
0: Ah, uh, so. okay well i i always think of a horse as an outdoor animal but maybe that's, uh, maybe that's the answer all right um so we've got a couple of um questions from um our uh, lovely uh quantified uh, regulars uh, so mark would like to know um like how you got involved with acms so i think it might be an idea to explain to people who do not know uh what uh, the alternative comedy memorial society is and then maybe a little bit about like how you got involved and what, what's going on with it now
1: um, well, uh, the ACMS is the Alternative Comedy Memorial Society. It mm-hmm. um, uh, used to be known as brackets or the Captain Planet Repertory Theatre Company, close bracket. <laughs> uh, but we did drop that as it was a little too unwieldy. Um, uh, it's an experimental comedy club where people do seven-minute sets, sometimes longer if they haven't got a watch, uh, uh, where they try things out that might work elsewhere and we try and curate an audience for them uh, to give the material the best chance. Yeah. Um, and it started when Luke, John Luke Roberts and I were at um, the now ex-comedian and uh, current graphic designer, uh, Terry Saunders, who I think I'm seeing on Saturday. Um, I'm going to go see Pulp. Are you going to be there? I won't, I'm afraid. Never mind, it's cut there. that out. <laughs> Going to see Terry Saunders, um, whose birthday is during August. So mm-hmm. we he had a little dinner party at his uh, Edinburgh flat. Mm-hmm. and for dinner, quite early dinner, so everyone could get to their shows afterwards. Yeah. But me and Luke were sort of whining about how we never got, we never did gigs in London that were fun. Mm-hmm. And then we just started plotting. And we came up with, um, I think, the, the idea of the permitted heckles. Yeah, so yeah. at the gig, you were allowed to heckle at any point, but only from a list of pre-approved heckles, <laughs> which started out as 10 that we'd written. And then we came up with the idea of it being a society with a board, which just meant okay. just meant regulars, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, m- m- I mean, m- most of the regulars uh, have, have, have now got book deals. Now, <laughs> 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 we had very good taste. Um, and. Yeah. Uh, but these the sort the, of the, the numbers of people on the board has sort of shifted over the years. And Luke stepped away from it, uh, yeah. and Shan has come in. Shan Doxy come in uh, is my new regular co-host, um, and yeah, it's a, it's a hell of a lot of fun. We're going eleven years now. Wow,
0: and that is as somebody who's run a thing for eight years, and I, I recognise that that is an enormous achievement getting something off the ground and keeping it running for that long, uh while also like not compromising the spirit of the thing and you're still doing what you want to do with it. Like that is,
1: yeah, uh, I mean yeah. we we we're doing Edinburgh again this year and last year, which was the first, you know, Edinburgh back properly after COVID. Um we we, we were four days a week, so thirteen shows I think it was. Yeah, yeah. And not a single dud. Like, not a single dud, and um, at least one person came to all of them.
0: That is impressive and alarming. Um, but, it's, but it's really nice to inspire that sort of loyalty. Like, I mean, I, I hugely value our regulars, because, um, like, they are the thing that kind of makes... You know, quantum level what it is. Um, so if I don't have them there, like you know, what's it for, right? And I imagine it's a pretty similar thing with ACMS of like, you know, you you are doing it for these people who come out, and they are they are the ones who are supporting it, and they are the ones who make it what it is.
1: Yeah, we have we have we have an amazing group of people, and and, and we did so we did on just Monday just gone, and uh, you know, you shout who's been to ACMS before, and it's eighty five percent of the people. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah absolutely
1: and you know our numbers were slightly down on the previous month but the previous month were loads of people who'd never been there before and it was an amazing gig and i think they will be back it's just you know schedules and whatever and it's not the same regulars every single time yeah like, yeah. oh, it's a different set of 40
0: regulars. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, I mean, if you go for long enough, like, you get that you get that scale and you get that kind of rotating cast, which is a really nice thing. Um, so we've got one other question from um, mm-hmm. one of one of our regulars. Um, Dave wants to know if you prefer performing as a character or, prefer, uh, or performing as yourself.
1: It depends what the, 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 the outcome is. I think I'm a better actor than I am a comedian.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I think I would would probably enjoy the challenge of a difficult um, character. I would enjoy enjoy the process of it and uh, getting to it rather than being myself in terms of, like, satisfaction.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's not something that you feel that you could develop through comedy?
1: I suppose I'd have to be a brilliant writer as well. God, put that on the list.
0: (laughs) Yeah, fair enough. Okay. So, I mean, if there's one thing that you could say to yourself at the age of 18, you know, the distilled Tuck wisdom, uh, what would it be?
1: Hmm.
2: Hmm.
1: Don't imagine that you're going to go to drama school.
0: Fair, okay, lovely, yeah, decent advice. um So, um thanks so much, for that Tom. That was a lovely chat. And um, if people wanna uh, catch up with the things that you're doing, where should they look you up? What do you got to plug?
1: Um, you can just put at Turley God, or just type Turley God into Google, and <laughs> almost everything that will come up will be me, and that which doesn't is Shakespeare.
0: <laughs> there we go. uh Lovely stuff. All right, thank you so much, that Tom. Uh, it's been lovely chatting, and uh, we'll see you soon.
1: My- Bye.
2: <laughs>
0: that was the quantum leopard podcast uh if you want to catch a live show in london look us up at uh, Linktree tree uh, forward slash quantum leopard to sign up to the mailing list uh we will never take advertising because advertising is cultural poison but from each according to their ability to each according to their need so if you enjoyed our guests in your ears but we'd like them in your eyes as well uh we have uh, videos of whole shows up on patreon.com forward slash quantum leopard we only charge when a new live show video comes out if you enjoyed the show why not give us a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice and or share this episode on the socials editing was by uh, reese lawton who is uh conventionally attractive and fun of parties uh, music was composed and produced by rooks production services at, at i am rooks on the socials that's brooks with an e uh, the quantum the podcast is distributed and licensed under a creative commons attribution non-commercial no derivatives 4.0 international license which means you can share it as much as you like but don't uh, change it or sell it in any
1: way because i will find out where you live
0: uh, kind love and see you soon bye
1: i am a lesbian you are a lesbian we are a lesbian Everything that loves itself is lesbian.
0: It's, it's a shame that listeners uh, won't be able to see the face you're pulling there because it's genuinely very amusing. But again, another one that is like an absolute top five star face. No notes. And again, but like this is this is absolutely this is doing nothing. We'll have to put this on the, the bit right at the end, which demonstrates what, what fun we're having, but it isn't a serious <laughs> part of the interview, but it's just it's just me reacting to faces that you're producing silently. So it's like top audio, top audio content. There we go. Right. I'm having a great time. All right. Um, okay. So